0: What's it mean? What's it leading to? You know, if you'd have told me 20 years ago, I'd see children walking the streets of our Texas towns with green hair, bones in their noses. I just flat out wouldn't have believed you. Signs and wonders. But I think once you quit hearing sir and ma'am, the rest is soon to follow Oh, it's the tide.
1: It's the dismal tide. It is not the one thing. Not the one thing. And we're in. This is it. I didn't give you any warning this time. Yeah, baby! Uh, Did you follow OJ on on Twitter? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I did, and then I felt bad, and I unfollowed him. No reason to do that. There was a lot of people who I like uh, guilting the people who followed him, and it made me just kind of go like, why am I, what am I hoping for here? So I unfollowed him.
2: Maybe I'll go back. I don't see the, uh, uh, look. If he were someone that wasn't just going to get like 100,000 replies to every tweet he posted, Same. just remember saying, that like, murder, remember the murders. Like then I could, if if he were just some, um, uh, if he were just some guy who makes uh, shitty jokes on there and like was bad in a smaller way, like, um, uh Andrew Hudson for example uh posted a uh uh screenshots of a of a dm he had with um what's his name no no parade in, in USA I, forget, I i don't remember that guy's name but um uh then he an, andrew posted when he was uh called a a homophobic slur by that guy and just being like see guy this is can you stop defending this guy to me now <laughs> and like that i get where like if you're going to unfollow that guy because of the homophobic slurs, like, sure. Like, if if I Sorry. personally, like, OJ's already followed by, like, a million people. And not to do, like, the Joe Rogan... Um, 46,000. No, you're looking at another... Is that the fake one? You're looking at one of the 50,000 fake so OJ many. accounts. But not to do the Joe Rogan fear factor argument where he said, if I didn't do it, someone else would. But... It's just, like, there's so many people following OJ, and it's not... 735,000 people are already following him, and, like, me performatively unfollowing him, I don't know what sort of message that sends. Like, I'm somehow morally above it all, because I don't follow OJ posting genuinely entertaining, threatening videos. Uh, Well, I work with kids, so I have an example There's no way this... There's no way this works out. No, this is not going to work out for you. Which is, which is sort of the whole point.
1: And one of his, like, he started, the first things he did was post, like, three videos, and I think in this one in the middle, he's talking about, like, what he's intending on getting out of Twitter, and he's like, and, of course, I'm going to talk about football. With and no he, accountability. And he points, and he kind of goes, like, fantasy football? So I want to read you his fantasy football tweet. Okay. Uh, taking an early look at fantasy football. Patrick Mahomes was my clear number one but with Cheetah, who's Tyreek Evans. Uh, with uh, Tyreek Evans, sorry, Tyreek Hill. Not Tyreek Evans. Tyreek Evans plays basketball. He used to. Yeah, used to as well. Uh, Tyreek Hill's status still up in the air. I'm debating Baker Mayfield or I think TG32 is Todd Gurley. Got to be, right? Yeah. So
2: d- <laughs> debating. you have, have blocked. Hover over that again. Oh, yeah, you've he's blocked. Blo- blocked. He
1: probably this. posted some sponsored-ass tweets, so I blocked oh, him. Oh, fair enough. I'll unblock him. Uh, or Todd, uh, Baker Mayfield or Todd Gurley? What do you think? Am I missing someone? So I would just like to say in general, he was in prison for a while, even though it wasn't for those murders. He may have missed a lot of the talk about positional scarcity. Uh, OJ, from me, please don't take Patrick, uh, Mahomes or Baker Mayfield with your first pick. Maybe Todd Gurley. There's a lot of quarterbacks who do really well. They said somewhere like the, the, number three quarterback and the number like 16 quarterback are separated by like 30 points on the season so you can just pick anyone just you play
2: your matchups that's my that's for me to oj that's the smart way to do it but speaking as a guy who doesn't play when it comes to like the heart it's 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 nice to have pat mahomes it's nice to have your guys yeah if, if you really want pat mahomes
1: take him in a second is get he, a running back is first. he gonna be there yeah he'll be there in the second most quarterbacks don't go till the second or third. And you're talking like it's Mahomes and Rodgers.
2: Uh, you shouldn't be taking Baker Mayfield at all this year. To be talking to, – to talk out my ass here, um, isn't it also true that every year um, there will be like four new running backs who rush for over a 1,000 yards? Yeah, something <laughs> like that. And there's always going to be one you didn't see coming at all like this year
1: with Philip Lindsay.
2: Yeah, it's just there's some guy that if you can – if you're just watching the waiver wire closely at the end of week 2 you can usually get that guy. Yeah, I mean, definitely uh but a lot
1: of leagues do waiver wire different. If you have like a, a waiver wire that's not uh worst team gets first priority, then uh and it's like an auction budget like which I think is the most fair, then yeah, you can get anybody. Like if you see that like Damian Williams yeah, if you saw him and you were just like, "Yeah, he's gonna be the 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 running back for the Chiefs all year," I'm gonna bid ninety five percent of my budget on him right now. Like that would be worth it, and you would get him. Um, yeah, you don't want to entirely count on the waiver wire, but like those first two or three weeks are
2: huge. Yeah, you just have, like the, when in my fantasy hockey league, that's sort of what it was. You're just paying attention to whoever's hot and yeah. and picking them up. I mean, like I managed to get, I like two or three of my the key guys ended up being guys that I just uh, picked up off uh, who, who were just free agents after after like week two.
1: Yeah, that's, that's, that's big in every fantasy sport. Uh, and Baker Mayfield is going to be good this year, but uh, he's gotten hyped to be like the fourth or fifth quarterback selected. And like, honestly, a dream season for Baker Mayfield this year is him being in the top ten. And if you just take him as the fourth quarterback off the board, you probably fucked up. Because, like, he could have an awesome season, but he's not going to be, like, the number one quarterback, most likely, even if he's got better weapons now. It's just not going to happen. Positional scarcity, Mike. Listen. Uh, listen, I'm giving you what, – what do they say in rounders? It's like, I'm trying to I'm trying to educate you off my own breaks, my own beats from my own playbook here, Mike. And what, what are you doing? You come to me, you say you need $20,000. This, I cannot do.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I got to get a hold of
0: you, huh? told me a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you don't listen. I tell you to play within your means, you risk your whole bankroll. I tell you not to overextend yourself, to rebuild. You're going to hawk for more. I was giving you a living, Mike. Showing you the playbook I put together off my own beats.
2: That wasn't enough for listen, you. Listen, you know, this is one time. Uh, Yeah, I don't, know yeah, I don't really know what I'm talking about because I don't play. I'm just saying that, um, look, it's, it's not just about winning. It's a, it's about... The experience. It's about the experience. And it's about having Baker Mayfield on your team. And it's about going out and buying a Baker Mayfield jersey for no reason. And only ever wearing it in the house.
1: Well, I... See, like... I, I said that in a way that, like, made it seem like I'm not going to have Baker Mayfield. My entire fantasy football season next year is already pinned to Baker Mayfield, who I have for a dollar on a $175 budget team. So, like, that's when it's worth it. But when you got to go pay at cost, like, am I going to go draft... Uh I don't know. My number 3 running back or number 2 wide receiver. Like do you want fucking DeAndre Hopkins or do you want Baker Mayfield? Like you want Hopkins. Go get Hopkins. You know. It's not going to be that choice. It's going to be something later like a third round pick like Damian Williams. But go get a running back. You can wait. You can wait. Browns um well Kareem Hunt doesn't show up until week 10. 10? He's suspended for 8 games. Week 9 is their bye. He will be there in week 10. So don't draft him. Don't draft him. He's going to be like a fifth round pick. You are going to have to wait till week ten, and pretty much your fantasy season is decided by week ten. There is thirteen weeks. Yeah, he's not going to be
2: able to make that much of a difference. He could help you maybe win a
1: funeral, but even then, when he comes back in week week ten, you don't know what kind of like if Nick Chubb is hurt. Like maybe he gets some real workload, but like what if he's not, and what if Nick Chubb is doing really well? I
2: uh for the common good, I Nick hope Chubb. I hope that Nick Chubb is fantastic. He was very good last year. I hope I I hope that he keeps cream hunt out of the team forever uh and what are you hoping for with Tyreek Hill? did, uh, did it, he already
1: get suspended eight, it, is it eight games i'm not I, I don't know if a decision came down on that it seems like it'll probably be half the season or a whole season um what did ap get for beating his child i don't remember i, don't, I, I think it, he was out
2: of the year maybe i don't recall but Tyreek Hill. um that the audio sounded bad yeah you better be fucking afraid yeah. of me too yeah, that that's um. Good. I, I think I'm using the word correctly. Uh, circumstantial evidence uh, that they they've already oh, stopped the investigation on him though. The police investigation. While while that wasn't direct confirmation that he broke his child's arm or beats him regularly, him telling his his, his girlfriend that both you should be afraid of me. Um, it um, it adds credence uh, to their side of the story.
1: Uh, this year says to me. Adrian Peterson was suspended for the rest of 2014, and this was in November. So that's what? A dozen games probably? November? Over the next six games. So He, he yeah. lost six games. He lost ha- about half a season. Uh, all right. What do we got first then? Let's, let's take a look at the pipeline. Lance pipeline. Oh, let, I'm going to talk about my DraftKings lawsuit. Did oh, we ever yeah, talk about we, that? We didn't. Yeah, okay. I I'm glad I saved it. Uh I got like cold called basically via email though. Um by some law firm that said that they were suing DraftKings in a class action lawsuit because uh, for false advertising. And the way that they made their advertising sound was that like anybody just has a chance to win. And anybody who's played on DraftKings before knows decidedly that is not true
2: right this is like um this is like if there were open if there was like an open call to audition for major league baseball right 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 you know one or two might make it uh, but i bet it's the people that have been playing there a whole lot i think i i think that if uh there was like a A guy who uh, who was just like, you know what, I'm not making, him. I can't, I'm 28, I can't keep doing this. And then like a year later, just like, you know what, I'm gonna enter the contest. Let's see how this goes. I'm gonna say that guy has a better chance than me. So and okay. that is all of the uh, guys who uh, have a graduate degree in data analytics who you are playing against. So this this law firm
1: emailed me, and basically here's the summary of claims against DraftKings. Uh, they emailed me, and I had to get them like just my my rough losses. Uh, so to get my losses since like 2015, yeah. So I just very nicely emailed DraftKings. It was like, hey, my user history only goes back to 2017. Do you think you could give me like an entire one? And they were so happy. To dig their own fucking grave, Mike. They were none too. They were just so pleasant about the whole thing. Like, here you go. If you need anything else, let us know. Like, you motherfuckers, I'm coming for your house. So how much have you lost on DraftKings in four years? It didn't account for any of the gains, which were negligible, almost, but Mm. not nothing. Uh, Especially because I do that friends fantasy football league that I win so often. But without that, the the gains were almost nothing. But it was fifteen hundred dollars
2: yeah I didn't lose that much. I also didn't play that much. It was over five years. It was over five years yeah I think uh total I'd say I've won close to a hundred dollars on Draftkings, and I would say that I have lost one hundred and fifty dollars <laughs> uh <laughs> i I have probably
1: lost about a thousand of my fifteen hundred maybe maybe closer to twelve hundred of my fifteen hundred uh so here is uh, I'll, I'll read all the bold stuff in this uh, document that they sent me after I gave them my chart of my wins and losses. I'm also uh,
2: 30 bucks in the hole on FanDuel Sportsbook. I forgot to play this weekend. I messed mm, up. That counts as well. That's uh, 530 or whatever it is you said. That's a hundred, uh, 180. All right.
1: Uh, state consumer state consumer protection and fraud laws make it unlawful to trick people into handing over their money by lying in advertisements. You probably remember all the ads DraftKings and FanDuel ran in 2015. Those ads gave the impression that anyone could win money on DraftKings or FanDuel. They showed regular looking guys holding big checks and claiming to have won big dollars. Regular looking guys. Like what? well, to be fair, the I've, people who
2: I imagine winning.
1: I've. Um, are pretty regular looking
2: guys. I've also made it, uh, I, I said, um, the meanest idea I ever had for this show was when we did a sort of, um, a bachelor style show for all of the, um, Roto Grinders, uh, podcast hosts. You're having them compete over a woman, or no, you just, I would just, you're just gonna just decide in front chose, of their face? To we chose the, which one we'd want to date. To die?
1: Oh, to date? Yeah, <laughs> you're like murdering off road. Roto- and like if Roto- you,
2: um, if if you look at pictures of of these guys, <sighs> it's not great. They are all like perfectly circular face, like just like the chin part of a goatee, like backwards white fitted hat guys yeah that's all of them it's that or guys with just preposterous hairlines like you don't understand how they're balding in that way uh and so they that's that is what the guys in the DraftKings commercials look like as well except I think they're um they're usually wearing a DraftKings polo shirt Uh, The ads were false. The
1: regular-looking guys were really not regular at all. They were professional full-time players with backgrounds in statistics, economics, and computer science. They played hundreds and thousands of lineups and contests at a time using sophisticated computer programs and algorithms. The truth is that fewer than 1%, often far fewer, of players were making any money on DraftKings and FanDuel, and the companies knew it state consumer pr- protection and fraud laws make it unlawful to hide important information to lure somebody into spending money. So they're basically saying that like if you had known that less than 1% of people actually
2: make money, you probably would not have put money in there. I hoping thought to that win they made this 000. information per- like you can go and look at the like likelihood, like the statistics are available on their website. They're available, but they're not Using those statistics it's bad faith advertising that's true they're also really not upfront about the guys who are winning at this, which right. is guys who are extremely good like you're not playing against like your uncle
1: well, you are yep. playing against your uncle, but you're, you're also, also playing against the computer science major who yeah you yeah. gra- like put in a hundred lineups in this dollar tournament,
2: yeah, and like we uh you know looked into it like i th- uh, at, at a point, I was just like i'm gonna try to get good at this, and when I saw. Just like how many spreadsheets are involved, like I just I it my my brain's not wired for it. It's just not what I'm good at, and right. I and I can't do it. Well, like Bilal should be playing uh, FanDuel. Th- th- yeah, th- th- he, he should absolutely be on there. He's perfect for it because he's got no emotional attachment to any player. <laughs> That's true. Could only. <laughs> Well, like it was always depressing when you only go into cares one of about these- sports. Uh, what he has to make conversation about them. <laughs> so he's he's not a, he doesn't have all of the same emotional attachments that I have. Where I have to make like value judgments on players. Well, do you remember looking at As like a tournament you were
1: in, and you you go just like, all right, well, let's see what's at the top here. And he's like, oh, it's a five dollar tournament. If I win, and you always say it like that, like if I win, yeah, like- you'll make fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, and oh, look who got first place. He also got third place and fourth place and fifth place and seventh place and eleventh place yeah. and nineteenth place. Just one guy cleans up half the tournament. Yeah, it's like
2: this sucks, and it's because that guy had all afternoon, yep. and not just the time, but the ability to, um, and the money and the uh, to put down to basically go on, uh, on like roto grinders or whatever. Look at uh, a bunch of usage charts and make a bunch of spreadsheets and basically yeah. where well no
1: they have entire programs where you can just say like I want to build my lineup around this this yeah, it's stack just of like, players yeah, and it's I want like, enter like I'm, I'm
2: entering 20 lineups and I want Kawhi Leonard on 30% of those and like and I uh want Brandon Ingram on 10% of those and like just because you are are just measuring the likelihood of how of the chance that guy has to go off that night based on who he's up against like there every variable you could possibly consider and just distilled down into hard numbers and then put onto a spreadsheet and um and then the that is in turn turned into a lineup and then submitted en masse for uh what, 100 uh, yeah. yeah whatever yeah just- 25 dollar lineups. So no, well the Well, it's the really maximum, just a lot of bankroll um, management. The gi- the gigantic tournaments, they have a 150 lineup like maximum. Yeah, which is a lot of lineups. Yeah, so you could you could throw in 150 lineups at 5 dollars a piece, which is a big investment. But not if you're managing your bankroll though. If you start at the
1: 25 cent yeah. tournaments and just mop up and keep just like building on that never use more than 10 or 20% of your bankroll at a time, like you'll be fine.
2: Yeah. Which also
1: Im- implies that you know how to do that. Right. Uh, victims of consumer fraud are entitled to get their money ma- back. Mike, do you think I'm getting my money back? No. Do you think I'm getting any piece of my money back?
2: Yes. I think I'll get a little something. I think you were going to get a check for $18 mm. in five years. That'd be super cool. Well, I don't have to do anything else. That's free money. Yeah, all I've, do done all, I've done out. all the work.
0: Love in my and I'm doing
2: the one man do. All right, so uh, Tony Puznanski, I'm really not 100% sure on who this guy I is. I don't know who he is. He's definitely a resistance grifter. He's like, um he's like a uh, just a larger uh, Krasenstein. He, um, I, I think he has, like, three-time powerlifting champ in his bio, which, as people pointed out, like, what does that mean? Like, give us more details about that. Sorry, I'm trying to bring up his thing, and then I clicked the wrong one. And he... It's a big bit... Oh, his Is this current him? profile... But yeah, it's him. You must have just switched that profile. Amateur MMA fighter, 8 and one three-time powerlifting champ, morning person... Owner of an all-you-can-eat egg restaurant. Ugh.
1: My my one coworker is very peppy in the mornings, and he always just gives me one of those like, "What's up? Like, you, are you all right?" And just like, if you can tell somebody's not a morning person, please just shut the fuck up. Nobody needs your happy attitude in the morning. Absolutely fuck
2: off. not. like, if you're happy, be happy, but leave me out of it. You know. So, I I think he's a Tampa resident. It doesn't, doesn't really say. It. Because I, I really want to thank uh, uh, Heen, Heen Dog Andrew Heaney. Okay, so uh, Heen Dog 8 for making my son the happiest kid yesterday. My son stood there with practice baseball and a big pen to get it signed. And when the other players ignored him, Andrew came up and made his day in Tampa. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. He could have just left it at that, but he decides he has to get a dig in. Especially since Cam Bedrock, uh, who is, uh, what's his name, Cam? Bedrosian. Bedrosian uh, of the Angels uh, ran by and said, I don't have time for that kid. All right, stop right there. Major League Baseball player, he plays for the Angels, kid
1: was in a Rays uniform. What are the odds that actually happened? Zero. Zero. But he does go on later to say that he'll, he'll have his kids say it. Would you believe his nine-year-old son of his nine-year-old son went... And then Cam Bedwosian said uh, he didn't care about me. Here's
2: the thing. Um oh.
1: Bedwosian.
2: I'm gonna say it. Um, I'll say it anyway. <laughs> we don't need nets until this kid gets taken care of. Um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it, Still it, don't it, care it, about this kid. So... <laughs> anyway cam bidroger said definitely didn't happen quit making stuff up bro and, and um and uh white Sox slater uh dude slater out of custody and back on twitter just don't listen to this clown cam and i think it was uh dank uh, it was dank mondry he's now uh dank jalisco now because i think he lives down in guadalajara uh he just goes an- <laughs> this is just anti-armenian racism <laughs> Who, who's armenian camp Bedrojan, presumably based on the, the, the context the I A N on the, la, uh, and the end uh. of his name but anyway Tony Puznanski, he handles this exactly the way that like these fucking blowhards do where he just you serious now you want to ask my son he's a little kid in the race jersey in front of all the angels kids he knew exactly who you were you absolutely said it let me know if you want to hear it from 9 year old i wouldn't put my name on it if it didn't just like, I don't want to hear from your stupid fucking son, dude. I do. Your son, son, if he knew what you were doing, if he knew how embarrassing his father was, he would fucking leave the house. I want his son on camera and I want somebody unprompted
1: to come out of nowhere and just be like, what do you think about uh, gay marriage? And just like have him answer that on the internet. This guy is a horrible parent took his He took his son to a little
2: league game, man. Yeah, he took his son to a little league game, and then tr- is trying to for attention pick fights with Angels players. Yeah, I don't understand that. He's like... he's abusing his platform as an anti Trump grifter to uh, to get in fights with baseball players because he's because he needs the attention more than anything else. If this guy got his account suspended, he would immediately be a suicide risk. <laughs> His, his son doesn't matter to him, his account. If he had to choose between his account and his son, he picks the account 100 times out of 100.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's got 189,000 followers, Mike. He can just make another son.
2: Yeah, it's exactly He can't it's, reproduce 189,000 really followers. It's really hard to get back there from zero, especially this late in the game. Nobody wants to follow anybody. No.
1: Except, I got Except OJ. I got immediately followed back by somebody today and I found it very weird. It was just like within seconds. I was just like, Oh, they followed you back. Hey, maybe it was somebody kind of like bigger. Maybe you got a bunch of mutuals. Hunter Collins, the uh, comedian who was on the last blocked party. Like, follow follow back. I'm like, oh, thank you. But you got uh, maybe you got some mutuals. Yeah, I don't know. I got he's got some followers I know, but they're all they're all also comedians that went on blocked party. That's probably why. It's just, yeah, when a comedian goes on and they're funny on Block Party, I, it's pretty much all of them.
2: That's right. I,
1: I give them the old follow. It's
2: a good show. You won't subscribe to the Patreon. You make me tell you what no, happens No, I think I'm about to. I, uh,
1: I don't want to, like, say which one I'm unsubscribing f- from, but uh, I will say that I- I'm unsubscribing from one of the ones I, I do because, uh, first of all, I give the host money on his stream. Uh, and second of all, I don't have the time to keep watching the videos or listening to the podcasts and all the stuff that he does, even though I really like his work. He gets very upset. You've already given it away. Yeah. Can anyone? No, no, don't say it. If they know, they know. But if they don't, because I love him to death. I really find him to be so funny. But he gets very upset when people don't watch the uh, um premium content, like within a day of it coming out. So like he is a few hundred followers on social on uh Patreon and every four or so weeks he'll post a message and be like, what, what do you guys want? Listen, I'm trying to be respectful and he is. And I've said it again and I'll say it again and again. I love him. I think he's very funny. And every time I don't watch one of his new videos when it comes out on Patreon, I feel like I'm letting him down. And it's, it's... starting to stress me out. Because <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Because I, I like him a lot, and he's very funny, but I don't have the time to always just like watch the videos on Sunday when they come
2: out. I want to be clear. If we were um, roughly three to 500 times more popular than we are, which is to say we were getting I don't know, yeah, let's not get, let's not get bogged down by numbers Let's here. not let's not put the <laughs> numbers down there and say exactly what they would be. I think I'd be the exact same way. if 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 we were dependent on this thing for money in any way, oh my god, would I be getting mad at everyone? So,
1: I don't know cuz it like I still give him money on Patreon. He's just mad like he'll get mad and it'll just be like, "Listen, the last video I posted is only up to 30 views. There's 200 of you guys. I released it 36 hours ago." what's going on like that makes me feel bad and look, I, I do want to get in on block party a little bit
2: let's see here let's look at my stats on the, on the f- um, no don't look at the episodes no no' let's look at look at my uh, my medium oh okay
1: I was uh, here the uh,
2: the <laughs> la the last one that I posted um, which I didn't do it this last week because you know what uh, I was busy do you know how many uh, views there were on the one prior 34 did I nail it no, it's substantially lower. Twelve? Two. Two. Which one? What was the title? I'm buying a gun five. What whichever one that was. I don't even remember what I talked about oh. in there. But it was clicked on it it was read by one person. It was clicked on by two. <laughs> it's been up for nearly two weeks. And you gotta give them so you you know gotta what? Get into more fights. Sometimes so, and but you know what? I'm gonna keep doing it because some stuff you just gotta do for yourself. That's this. I like writing it. I don't need the approval of all these people. And besides, if I stop, I have to build a big portfolio of stuff so I can finally get on podcast where someone can call me and say, uh, uh, "Hey, so do you want to talk about uh, this thing to plug?" And I'll say, uh, "Yes, I'll talk about that." And then uh, they'll say, uh, 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 "Let's say Aaron Wan-Bissaka is being uh, uh, targeted by Man United," and I would just say, "Why would he want to go there?" And then um, and then they would say, you know what, you're right. And that would be it. And I'd be given a check for like $200. Because this is presumably a show that makes money.
1: I don't know. What do you I think, think I think the real thing for me to do would be to unfollow Chapo for a couple months what on do you Patreon.
2: Because what do they need me for? What do you think podcast guests get paid by the shows that make money? Because the, the ones that do, do make Do they make it get point. paid? Yeah.
1: You think? It's well, not just there for the promotion of it? No, cause maybe like fifty bucks. If you're just like a comedian with, well, like say you're a comedian with like a thousand followers on Twitter, which is like decent for a comedian. That's not terrible. Um, maybe two thousand, whatever. And you go on a show with like thirty thousand followers. Aren't they doing you a bigger favor?
2: Uh, no, because it's well, especially considering all all these le- uh, leftist podcasts that we get. The idea of uh, of them doing anything where they try to get away true. with pe- paying somebody with exposure, uh, you uh, you can't eat that. No, that's true. That's true. Uh, I don't know
1: if I went on anybody's podcast and they offered me fifty bucks or a hundred bucks for an hour of my time, like I'd be very. That's
2: happy. true. We genuinely have no idea what our time is worth. <laughs> but yeah. like, it, Chapo brings in what a hundred and thirty thousand uh, dollars a month. Yeah, something like that. So like, I don't know. I don't know what they pay. But I mean, an hour seems like on there. I I, I feel like, I feel like you could ask two to three hundred dollars. And you know, what? I'm sure the the Chapel Boys pay nicely. I'm sure they do because they're good guys. But I have no idea what it is, and I'm not going to get annoying and ask anybody online <laughs> because uh, that's a good way to make everybody hate you. Just stirring shit up. All right. In
1: deeper into the world of not believing what's happening, do you believe that Albert Breer really broke that trophy?
2: Um, I believe that. I hope Albert Breer uh gets uh run over by his own car.
1: His own car.
2: Yeah. When I was a kid,
1: my mom just said like, "Hey, go get in the car" to me and my older brother. My older brother got into the driver's seat and started fucking around with it, with like the uh the shift. The shifter?
2: Yep, safe. It clearly
1: Been haven't driven in a while. The shift, the shifty, the shifter, yeah. but it put it into reverse. And the car just started going backwards out of the driveway. And I was just like in the middle of this van just like,
0: oh, my God.
1: And I think I just stepped out because it was just rolling very slowly. But my mom had to drop all of her bags as she was like walking to the car and just sprint and put the brakes
2: on. Uh, remember the, the especially tragic thing that happened to Todd Heap, where he he accidentally oh, backed yeah. out. I'm hoping the reverse happens of that, where Albert Breer's son runs him over. <laughs> <laughs> they That's, say that that is that is what needs to happen. God,
1: I forgot about that Todd Heap thing. That's terrible. Well, anyway,
2: this guy Albert Breer, who I don't know,
1: who is he? He's an NFL reporter, lead content strategist for the Monday Morning Quarterback at NBC Sports Boston. Yeah, whatever. I found out my kid got a participation trophy today. This had to be done. And he posted on Instagram a picture of a snapped-in-half Little League trophy. Yeah, and uh, everybody hopped into his comments. They got on that. He got a – did he get ratioed here? He got pretty – is that
2: ratioed? Uh, Yeah, it's uh, 1.4. It's the retweets. It's it's 1,400 replies to uh, um, 842 faves.
1: Yeah, ratioed. Not that hard, but ratioed all the same. That's not like God, an that's egregious Stupid ratio.
2: Fucking three year Letterman guy is the first person to respond. On everything. Then again, like, all right, his shtick sucks, except the only thing that I'll allow in this case is that Albert Breer is basically stealing that guy's shtick. So he he's right to step in this time. He should have something to say. As a youth football coaching legend, this fucking guy. It's the same joke. Every time. Over and have over. Have you seen
1: the Dodge the Dodge Ram lover guy as well? Who just constantly just replying to things. That's why my Dodge Ram, I can't, let's, let's just click any random one. P.S. can't, some Nikki Benz, whoever the fuck that is, probably a contestant on, oh, she's a penthouse person. Flashlight girl. Uh, I can't, uh, P.S. can't wait for July, to which he re- responds, I can't wait for truck, truck, trucktober, fuck me, trucktober, when all new 2020 Dodge Rams will be available at my local Dodge dealer for zero down, 0% APR financing. He does that. To everyone, he, he probably just comes up with a new. Oh, that's the same. You word. clicked the same one. This is his thing. Uh, I I found him uh, by replying to three three year Letterman. I found him replying to him, and I was just like, "All right, let's let's
2: get in here. Let's let's be annoyed at this for a while." And I am, I am annoyed. No, all these no- novelty accounts are terrible. That art, not art. The art decider one sucks. I don't um, know. That as uh, Stefan Heck got into that argument with uh, that guy who's pretending to be his own grandfather um, by always saying that um, he, he's like pretending to Google stuff, but he's just tweeting it out. It's, it's not good. Um, it's like, and then people just respond, you got Waltered at, at people. It's not. It sucks.
0: Our feelings are destroyed We've got nothing at all This is life in the fall We keep searching for the positive
1: And then we got Herman Boone, who's uh, the coach from Remember the Titans, at real Herman Boone, really responded to Albert Breer. Yeah, and that's said, really him. And said, thanks. It just happens to be a picture of Denzel. It, uh, you know what? I, I can only... <laughs> yeah. It's him. It's him. Thank you, Albert, for all you do. Too many pussy-ass snowflakes out there. That's why our kids will destroy them in athletics. while T-H-E-R-E, while they're counting their participation trophies. It's just Awful. Uh, everything in the rundown just makes me so sad this week. Everything sucks. Not this, Joey Gallo, baby.
2: Well, no i i got in a yeah. I got in a fight with the um, Herman Boone with the with the Herman Boone guy. You also don't like remember the Titans at all. No, who gives a shit? <laughs> I, it's it's got its no. place, but I'm not gonna ever Spor- watch it again. I think sports movies are fucking garbage. They're not good because here's the thing: they can never accurately replicate what actually happened
1: you know um i'm just trying to think is there any like sports movies out there that i would defend there's like no this needs to be made we need to keep this in the the lexicon of american cinema and it's like really nothing comes to mind
2: no like a, a anybody winning in a movie has never accurately replicated what it's like to watch somebody like a team or something win as it actually happens.
1: Now, I will say, it's not a sports movie, but there's a lot of Eagles stuff in there. They uh, they do a good job of, like, replicating fandom in uh, Silver Linings Playbook. The Robert De Niro, Bradley Cooper, Jennifer Lawrence movie, where just, like, Bradley Cooper and Robert De Niro are just, like, deadbeat Eagles fans. And, like, hearing Robert De Niro shout at Bradley Cooper, he's like, you're just like Deshaun Jackson, snatching defeat out of the jaws of victory. And it's like, yeah, all right. They get the fandom in this one. But it's not a sports movie
2: it's a mental health movie that's right um also it's it's like um especially come always come the summer months and come the big summer tournaments we have to endure all the commercials where people are watching soccer at the bar or with their friends and they've got a very generic uh jersey on and a very generic face paint i'm wearing blue and uh they're all celebrating with their friend and like the actors who portray uh people celebrating something like that it's they've all they found people who have all never watched sports in their life yeah they're just hot people who can smile nicely yeah it's just and a it, high five
1: uh except for buffalo Wild Wings, they nail it
2: wings beer sports wings uh, beer sports. uh so i just what sports movie did you ever watch that made you uh uh well, think about the last time you had, like, a big emotional reaction, po- positive or negative, to uh, to any sporting event. And then think about a movie that made you do the same—a sports movie that made you do the yeah, same. Yeah, no, there's none like that. The only—like, if Rounders
1: is a sports movie, that's the only one I'll defend. And even then, like, you've
2: you've seen it many times. Yeah, though. I don't need to see it anymore. I will see it. <laughs> but, like, when, when Kawhi's shot went in in Game 7 against Shut the up. Sixers— Like, that— <laughs>
1: Shut the fuck up! There's no need. Well, uh,
2: just screaming and then and just th- <sighs> and threw and then through my hat. And I don't even have a rooting interest in Did that. Did you watch that together? No, I watched that with my dad. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm still I'm, I'm still so upset, especially because they went on the win. The only team that pushed them to seven was the Sixers. Ugh, ugh. Who knows, any team could have beat any team from the East of those big three: Milwaukee, Philly, Toronto. Could have beaten. The limping Warriors by the end. Maybe the the Sixers beat the Golden State Warriors twice during the regular season, and the the thing that the Warriors kept saying after, and first of all, let me just be very clear: Warriors owe nobody an explanation over losing a game, not nope. after this stretch. But they kept saying, "Just like, well, Sixers want to get big, but they beat us. We, they beat us twice without Clay." It's like you still had Durant, you still had Curry, you still had Draymond. Like, what do you want? So like. No, i feel like the sixers would have stood a good chance and any of those eastern conference teams they were just so beat up at the end yeah they were so beat up did hard. you watch any of the riot or anything following it um no i any, any footage of the celebration of the parade i love that stuff a bit that i, stuff I, I watched so uh
2: I, I watched marcus hall chug a bottle of wine no i didn't see that i, I saw that good. great picture of uh the reflection of the crowd in the kawaii's glasses yeah, that was a good, good picture um, um, plant guy at the
1: riot. I the, really like plant guys. Plant, oh. I'm gonna give the plant to Kawhi. I'll drop that in because I don't have my phone connected, but I'll drop that in. <laughs>
0: plant
1: guy.
0: Plant guy. What's with the plant, man? Where'd you get that? It's a housewarming gift for Kawhi. Oh, I see. He's staying. Does he know this yet? <laughs> I'm waiting. For him. I'm waiting. Have you seen him? I haven't seen him yet. I think he's somewhere in Oakland right now, celebrating his butt off. Well, when you see him, tell him I got a housewarming gift. Tell him I love him. I will. What kind of plant is that? Tell him thank you for the shot. What kind of plant is that? It's a plant for Kawhi. It's a Kawhi plant. It's a Kauai plant. It's a, a Kawhi cactus. Have a good night, it's man. A coactus. <laughs> coactus. I, co-actus. I, I like to Collect it. The a, a plant guy says it's a coactus. I think. Uh,
2: uh, that guy is great. He's got a good heart.
1: That guy has a good heart? Or he was just like, they got him at the right moment? Or just like, he was. Not he was drunk enough to be fun, but not yet drunk enough where he was a problem yet. Like we got him right in that beautiful middle. Yeah, and that's and the, thing about, the thing about the thing about alcohol plant. is
2: that's a very narrow window. Yeah, where there's not just... a lot of people who exist there. There's a lot of people who exist on um, on either side of that, um, but uh, but very few can can keep that going. And that is what's good about drugs. Uh, how happy are you with Masai uh, Ujiri? Got into a shoving match. Oh with cop. yeah, we're very much on the on the side of him shoving that cop, and especially uh,
1: because uh, Ujiri was Brian Colangelo's like enemy number one on
2: those fucking burners. Besides like injuries on the Sixers, he should he should go back there and and actually hit the cop. He should do what the cop said happened, so the the charge is uh uh valid. It,
1: it was just like. Ujiri was going down to uh, like accept the trophy and go to like the podium, right? And then the cop was like, let me see yeah, some Yeah, let credentials. me see some
2: Like on the president of the Raptors, eat shit. Yeah. Like that's, and that's basically all he should have had to say. And by the way, there's pictures where he's got it in his hand. Like when, like Kyle Lowry like went and grabbed him and like, like pulled he's him. Like, on We're the going court. up here. And it's in his hand. So. Yeah, eat shit. All cops are bad, especially that one. Ujiri <laughs> should have killed him.
1: Um, anything else from the general parade tomfoolery? Got into it with a cop. Oh, here we go. You want this Nate Silver tweet that I just put in there at 847?
2: Yeah. You
1: may have seen this. Uh, You may have seen this. Just watched a Canadian team win a championship in an American sport while drinking beer from a Dutch multinational conglomerate at an Irish-themed bar in Brazil while wearing a cap with a Japanese baseball team's logo, then took an Uber home. Have achieved peak neoliberalism. That's a very Darren Ravel sort of tweet, right? Well, he's just like a half a percent off from being Darren Ravel. Uh, you see, Darren Ravel. Keep one, in- kill the other. Who do you want? Who are you killing? Who are you keeping? Nate Silver, Darren
2: Ravel. Um. Oh, we gotta kill Darren Ravel. You gotta keep. Uh, you gotta. You gotta keep. Na- you don't gotta keep Nate Silver, but I think, I think I'm killing Nate Silver. No, I don't. D- Darren Ravel is just so much worse. Nate uh, Nate Silver, at the very least. um,
1: He made some cool baseball stats back in the day. And 538 has gotten a bit out of control, but, like, it used to do some good stuff.
2: They still pretty accurately predicted uh, the the, the midterm election. And I insisted that they didn't, but then, like, after, like, the very narrow votes came through, and just, like, I think they said Democrats would pick up something like 39 seats, and I think that's exactly what they picked up. I don't know. I'm not saying that I like Nate Silver. I'm just saying that I'd really hate Darren Ravel and that Darren Ravel uh that has never really faced any sort of reckoning and someone should kick his ass. The someone d- and if someone kicked Nate Silver's ass, that's fine too. But like um uh he's been... I'd rather see Darren
1: Ravel's ass kicked than Nate Silver. Yeah. Sure. So uh the Dutch multinational conglomerate beer has to be a Heineken, right? Is that Dutch? Presumably, uh, yes. Is It's not German? Uh, No. No, Heineken is uh, from Amsterdam, if I'm not mistaken. And he was at an Irish-themed bar in Brazil. Well, Japanese baseball team's logo. Then took a new... uh, fuck off.
2: Pete Alonso had a four-hit game tonight. Ooh. Home run, two doubles and a walk. So. Uh, From... 1,000%. From NYT
1: Nixie. Ex-Major League Baseball star Lenny Dykstra spent nine hours dumpster diving outside a Jersey Mike's with a friend, a tag team wrestler who goes by Sprinkles the Clown. He had accidentally thrown out his dentures, specially made with bone marrow, and valued at (laughs) $80,000. Lenny Dykstra's dumpster diving with Sprinkles the Clown looking for
2: $80,000 bone marrow dentures. Unreal. Did you look up bone marrow dentures and see, like, what's so much more valuable about them, or, like... No.
1: I just put this in
2: ten minutes before the show started. All of the related news is about Lenny Dykstra. (laughs) Yeah, you can't get any... You can't find any information about this. It's only about Lenny Dykstra. What is bone grafting and bone regeneration? Is this what I want?
1: Yeah. Bone grafts are carried out to increase the width and height of the jawbone of the implant site. The best results are seen when bone from another part of your body is used, and this is known as autogenous grafting. Autogenous. G-E-N-O-U-S. Genius. It's not genius, but autogenous. I'm fucking stupid, man. I'm so stupid. I'm dumb as shit. Typically, bone is harvested from the hip, and it is used as a good source of marrow which contains many bone cells. This is some serious shit. They're $80,000, but they're not dentures. These are implants. They're, like, screwed into your bone. Yeah, how—yeah, it's hard—it's hard it's harder to what lose— What is, is—yeah, a, a denture just rests on top of your gum.
2: Yeah, you just take it, like, uh, fix it or whatever, and you basically glue it to the roof yeah. of your mouth. When you, So, yeah, what is it? What you, okay, well, we'll get back to you next week. I don't know. He might have—it's impossible to say with Lenny Dykstra. Maybe. maybe. Jiggered the numbers a little bit there. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I I don't don't know. he, he might have bit. lied about how valuable his dentures were. If I spent several hours in a dumpster <laughs> looking for something and like had to admit that it wasn't worth eighty thousand dollars, a forty-pound
1: gold chain. Yeah, I have to look for it.
2: Yeah, I would. It's I really would, just your Knicks jacket. I would be bumping up the number. Yeah, I don't want to lose my Knicks jacket. <laughs> it's eighty-dollar jacket. It's probably more than that. It's a nice remember. jacket. So maybe uh, I don't remember what it what it cost. I don't. It was a
1: gift. Uh, all right. Oh, you know what? Mary, fuck, kill. You ready? Yep. The Father's Day Major League Baseball hats, the Mother's Day Major League Baseball hats, or the Fourth of July Major League Baseball hats. Mary, fuck, kill. See, like, my initial instinct is to say, do something positive with the Fourth of July hats. Fourth of July are
2: the least ugly of the three. Right, but they're, they're, they're so rare, annoying, They're though. rarely good, but it's not... So,
1: as bad as. I guess the. What if, you wanted to make for, this, if you wanted yeah. to
2: make this hard, what you do is the salute to service instead of 4th of July. fine. Salute to service. I want this uh, difficult. I want this to be tough. The salute
1: to service. Like is the, that f- Memorial fourth
2: Day? Of, yeah, 4th of July are, are, red, white, are blue, never yeah. good, but they're not as awful as these disgusting powder blue and, and pink hats for Mother's and Father's Day. And the real bad and camo the, and hats. The really bad camo hats. All right, fuck, Mary kill. So really, which one is the biggest abomination? This year's Father's Day hats were really bad. Yeah, the tie-dyed blue. I thought it was clouds. It was and It was tie-dyed. Yeah, it just looks sweat-stained.
1: I thought they had, like, a Microsoft background on their hats. Just, like, that that beautiful, idyllic landscape. Isn't there, like, a screensaver where you're just kind of floating through the clouds? That's what it looked like to me. I believe so, yes. I am going to kill the Father's Day hats. Especially, particularly this year. Come at me next year with a different one. Maybe I'll have a different opinion. I'm killing the Father's Day hats. But then I gotta fuck one and marry the other. Give me, I'm marrying the Mother's Day hats. It's a, it's a gimmick. It's once a year. Give me the Mother's Day hats every year. They suck. But at least it's like a thing. Father's Day, even for fathers, barely even a holiday. They don't give a shit. Um, Which means I gotta fuck the salute to service ones. No, I'd rather kill the salute to service. Kill them all. Kill them all. All right. When's the last time you heard a Major League Baseball respond like this? A Major League Baseball player respond like this to a question about his statistics. Uh, I like this a lot. This is Joey Gallo. Uh, which numbers on your stat sheet are the most meaningful to you? And Gallo says, I like weighted runs created. I like OPS because it tells the story of slugging, which is damage. Creating runs, essentially, and getting on base. I've hit 200 before in the big leagues, but I had a 330 on base percentage. In my head, I was essentially hitting 330 because I was getting on base 33% of the time. I like those numbers. They tell a truer story of how valuable a player is than average does. I think, batting, I think batting average is getting pushed out of the game because it tells such a limited story. You can hit 300 and not be especially valuable if they're mostly singles. Not every hit is created equal. If I hit a home run, it's more valuable than a single. I, I, I like the self-aware baseball player. Yeah, well, he's one of few. He's one of few. It is the trouble. Most of them uh, drop out of school at 17, so they can't do math
2: anymore most of them are poisoned by dip. Ugh. Yeah. And um their brain is ruined and all they uh want to do is um all they want to do is crush ball crush, crush a juiced ball and build that wall. I got no big arguments. That's pr- that is pr- the two main motivations of uh, most uh baseball players. If uh I wish wish the whole
1: Mexican border wall was as high as the wall in left field of Fenway Park. 37 feet? You posted something to me in Slack months ago about, like, a reformatted Fenway.
2: Oh, they basically just just turned it a different direction. So, like,
1: the Annoying Wall was in... The way they did it it was like in right to, field. I'd have to look at it again. But I there think were a
2: they... couple different fields where they were just taking the direction of the field and just rotating it uh like a couple degrees so that the outfield would move or you'd be hitting towards a different side of the park. I didn't hate it.
1: And again, as we've discussed many times, I'm super into these one year fluctuations and yeah, do yeah. it. Put put the put the big wall in right field. Let's figure out how
2: this how this happens. That's right.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna cut us off there. I'm surprised we went for as long
2: as we did. Hey, we got a gold cup on in two minutes. We gotta go watch US play uh, Guyana. Guyana. Guyana? Guyana. All right. Guyana. Have a good week. I'm at Pat and Branding.
1: Brending. He's at Mega Clang. Check out his blog sport, or something. My sports writing. That's his shit. I'm buying a gun. Is what it's called.
2: Uh, that yeah. That's that's my my weekly column that comes out every Wade, every other week. Wade uh,
1: jams on SoundCloud. He does our beautiful beautiful theme and we still have a playlist on Spotify look us up the dismal tide you guys have been great we've been better see ya